just a couple of orders of business before we um, move to our pageant. Uh, you may continue to worship through the giving of our your tithes and offerings. Uh, three ways to do that here. Worship, giving is a, is a part of our worship, and then we have three ways to do that. One is you can go to our website, bloomingtonvineyard.com, click on the little icon in the lower right-hand corner, and that'll walk you through the process there. Or we have, you can uh, drop your offering, tithes and offerings in the uh, black boxes by the doors there, and we'll get them after service. Or you can always write a check to uh, our post office box 3277, um, zip code 47402. Um, one other announcement, we're going to be decorating with poinsettias. Uh, we always wait until after the program to do that for some reason, which you'll figure out why. Um, <laughs> but uh, we will be decorating, and something we're doing a little different this year, if you would like to honor a loved one or loved ones uh, with the purchase of a poinsettia, uh, talk to Pam. She's in the back right now running the media. Talk to her after service, or you can you know call the office, and, and we'll get you in contact. Uh, it would be $8 per poinsettia or two for 15 Is that right? Uh, and in doing that, we'll put a little card with your, with the, your loved one's name on it, and that will be uh, one that after service uh, on, on Christmas uh, you can take home uh, with you and let it grace your house, bless uh, your house. So, and then we would also like to invite you to our Christmas Eve candlelight service um, that'll be on the 24th, Christmas Eve, at 6 o'clock. It runs anywhere from like 45 minutes to up to you know, no longer than an hour. It's a different service than what we normally do uh, in that we read through the Christmas story and intersperse with some carols and and things like that, a little different format. But it's a way to, to really start off the, the, the Christmas weekend, start it off with um, just an acknowledgement uh, of what the holiday is really all about. Uh, we come in and we spend that time with God's family and God's presence, uh, remembering the Lord and remembering His birth, and then uh, it gets out in time to uh, celebrate with family and hang on to your family traditions uh, and uh, so forth. So that's the 24th at 6 o'clock. It's always a, uh, always a great time. It's honestly, it's one of my favorite services all year, and I know that a number of you have expressed the same, uh, same uh, sentiment to me. So with that, I believe all the kids are ready. We are going to invite King Jeff to come up and uh, start us off. And while he comes, I would like you to notice the beautiful cream and crimson robe that he is wearing. So I couldn't resist. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> and just to let you all know, this does burn. No. Well, welcome, everyone, to the uh, 2021 Vineyard Kids Christmas Pageant. If you have not experienced the kids' Christmas pageant before, you are in for a treat. And we are going to start with a special song, uh, sung by Scott Harris and Paige Hall. And after that, the pageant will begin.
The Lord is with you. You have found favor with God. You shall have a son called Jesus. He will save his people from their sins, and his kingdom will have no end. It will be as he has said.
In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. When they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them at the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. We've got a lot of sheep. <laughs> but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When the shepherds had seen him, they spread word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. That myrrh gets pretty heavy. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and incense and of myrrh. 
Please join us in singing a couple of special Christmas songs from the kids.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you, and he gracious to you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you, Samantha. Well, thank you for joining us in this celebration of our Savior's birth, and we wish you all a very Merry Christmas. That is always so much fun, <laughs> always so good. And I, I, I learned something today. I learned why they use nails to put on horseshoes. Uh, <laughs> oh my, that was that was good. Um, today, with today being our third Sunday of Advent, we're going to be lighting the candles of our Advent wreath each week. We light one candle, which symbolizes and stands for the theme for that week. And, um, and today being the, the uh, third Sunday of Advent, we're going to uh, be lighting the, the th hold on, I think the third one, which is the, the pink one, but Allie's going to be lighting them uh, this morning. Now our first, our first candle that she's going to uh, light was our first week, and that, yes, that's the one for hope. We talked about the hope that we have in Christ. And then the second candle was the theme of preparation. Now the candle for this week is, a, is the pink candle because the pink candle symbolizes joy. And as she lights that, I want to read from Isaiah 35.10, which says, Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. And now Allie's going to lead us in a responsive reading of Psalm 100. Uh, now she will read the one line, and then everybody will respond. The congregation will respond uh, with the, uh, the next line all the way through until the end when all of us uh, read it together. So, um, Allie? Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. 
It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen. Thank you. Now, in keeping, don't go down just yet, in keeping with the theme of joy, this is Allie's birthday, so let's all wish her a happy birthday. Now you have your cue. <laughs> she said, well, how should I just, should I just, you know, walk off when I'm done? And, you know, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to take the next few moments and, um, and talk about our theme of joy. And first, let me, uh, let, let me clarify what I mean when we talk about joy, because it's, it's different than just a temporary happiness. Uh, I came across a, de- a definition of joy, that joy is a feeling of good pleasure and happiness that is dependent on who Jesus is, rather than on who we are or what is happening around us. So in other words, joy is completely separate from our circumstances. It transcends what is going on in our lives. And the key to this definition is that our joy is rooted in Jesus. It's not rooted in our circumstances. It's not rooted in ourselves, anything that's going on around us. The key is that it's rooted in Jesus. So this morning I want to very briefly talk about joy. Now you may be in a time, you may be in a season where things are very stressful for you a very trying season right now. Um, often the holidays, you know, we have all this outward celebration and, and, and so forth, uh, the parties and all of that. But um, uh, often it's, for many people, it's the most difficult time of the year uh, because of, for, for various reasons, either the things they're going through currently or loved ones that have been lost or so forth, and we've all had that experience um, so, you know, we find ourselves sometimes hard, having a hard time tapping into the joy of the season, uh, with the busyness and the uncertainty and so forth. Sometimes it just seems this time of year, if you ever had it just seem where like the, the joy of the season just eludes you, um, and so... When that happens, a few moments that I've got left, I want to talk about where can I find joy? Where can I find joy when I'm not feeling it? Where can I find joy when it seems like everybody else is all celebrating in that and there's a heaviness on my heart? Where can I find joy when it eludes me during the holiday season or any time of year? And we're going to look at just a few different things. First off, Joy comes when Jesus enters your situation. That's when joy comes, when Jesus enters your situation. In Luke 2, the angels were, or the shepherds were out in the field and, and says that the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy 
for all the people. Now, what's the cause of the great joy? Well, the next verse tells us, Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He is the one that you've been waiting for and anticipating for all these centuries, for all these years. See, as the shepherds settled in for the evening, they had no idea what was about to happen. To them, it was just an ordinary night like any other night. They were watching their sheep in the dark of the night, keeping an eye out for predators that would come and try to attack the sheep. Their job was to keep the, the, the sheep safe and, and uh, uh, safe from any predators. And then suddenly, as they're sitting there, completely without warning, an angel split the dark sky open and announced that this very evening, the Messiah had been born and not very far from them. This night, today, now, the Messiah had been born. The long wait was over. The time had come. The disciples were overjoyed at the news of the arrival of the Messiah. When and you know, because when 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 Jesus entered their world, so did joy. If you want to find joy this Christmas season, or any other time of the year, invite Jesus into your situation. Whatever your situation is, whatever is going on around you, I in, in, in invite Jesus into it. Just ask him, Jesus, come into my life. Come into my situation and tell him that you need him. Now, there's no promise that your situation is going to change overnight. There's no promise that, that um, uh, uh, you know, th things will all of a sudden, everything will be different in your life. But what he does is he brings joy in the midst of it. Now, that night, the shepherds were still responsible for the sheep, still had to watch over them. The, uh, Rome was still the, the ruling oppressive power over the land of Israel. But suddenly that evening, joy entered their lives because Jesus came. So I want to ask you, what is going on in your life? Invite Jesus into your present situation. He will enter into it, and he will bring joy with him. The second place we find joy, joy is found in God's Word. We talk a lot about that here at the Vineyard. We encourage everybody to constantly, we're encouraging people, you know, get into God's Word. Get a Bible, get one you can understand, open it up, and begin to read God's Word. It's one of the primary ways that God speaks to us today and reveals Himself uh, and His will. Jeremiah 15, 16 says this, When I discovered your words, I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord of heaven's armies. I like the way the, way the ESV translates that because it says, When I discovered your words, I devoured them. What do you think of when you think of devour? I think of a ravenous hunger. A raven I I I you're, you know I discovered your words and I had this ravenous hunger for it. When my wife Lisa came to faith in the Lord, it was in the the very end of March of uh, 1978 and when she did there was an instant transformation in her life. 
I mean, there was a visible transformation. There was, her life was suddenly filled with a joy and a peace that she hadn't had before, and nothing could shake her. And that's because in addition to saying yes to Jesus, she developed a ravenous hunger for God's Word. She had this little green pocket New International Version New Testament that she got just a few days after she gave her life to the Lord. She's got her name in it with April 1978 in the front, uh, inside the front page. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that every free moment that she had, she was in this book. I mean every free moment, day and night. At her, she took it to work with her in her purse, and, and she, you know, she read it all throughout her lunch break. In the evenings, when I was off watching TV, she would be reading it. She was constantly reading it day and night. She couldn't get enough of this book, and it's marked up, uh, underlined, all that, all the way through it. She couldn't get enough of it. God's Word was her joy, and God's Word was her delight. If you want to find joy, get into God's Word. Find out what it says for you. Find out what the promises are in here. Find out who God really is, not some idea that, you know, we all have this idea of God and so much of what we think about God is, is, is faulty and is flawed. But when we find out who he is and we find out his the tremendous and awesome love that he has for each one of us, it'll change your life. So I encourage you, get into this word. Get, and, 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 you know, you get into it and let it get into you. Devour it absorb it into your life and you will find joy the third place that you'll find joy is when you get into God's presence get into God's presence Psalm 16 verse 11 says this you make known to me the path of life in your presence is there is fullness of joy fullness of joy at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore the more we enter into God's presence, the more we experience the fullness of joy. I don't mean just a temporary, momentary feeling that comes and goes. But the more we are in God's presence, the more we will experience the fullness of His joy. Of his joy. It's because there's nothing that compares to the presence of God. Absolutely nothing to be in his presence is to see his glory. To be in his presence is to know his power and his majesty. His presence tells us that we're not alone. His presence tells us that we matter. His presence tells us that he cares for us. His presence tells us that he loves us. Spending time in his presence is life transforming. So you might ask, well, how can I do that? How can I get into his presence? Well, we enter his, his presence with, with praise and worship and with a heart of thanksgiving. Scripture tells us that. We, get, go, we, we enter his, his, his presence with a heart of thanksgiving and with, with, with praise and worship. But that's hard to do in our busy lives. So here's something I would encourage you to do. Silence the distractions, silence the competing voices, quiet our hearts and minds so that we can think on him. 
I want you to, to challenge you. you, you know, you're looking and say, well, how do I do that? Let me give you a challenge. Because Lisa and I have been doing this um, most nights. I would say take 15 minutes, just 15 minutes during the day, during the evening, whenever you can. Quiet all the noise, no TV, you know, turn the, turn the ringer off your phone, everything else, silence the notifications, get in a comfortable place, a chair, sofa, whatever, a comfortable place, put on some worship music, and I mean worship music, not your, you know, contemporary Christian stuff, but I mean songs that are sung to God, or songs that expound on His greatness and his love, but worship music, and, and put that on, and take 15 minutes, and just focus your thoughts on Jesus, and sit in his presence, put a timer on your phone, you can put that on, so you know, you don't have to constantly, has it been 15 yet, no, it's only been two minutes, you know, but, but so you, you don't have to worry about that, just set the timer for 15 minutes every day, just make a habit of doing that every day, and sit in God's presence. You'll find that you begin to experience his peace and his joy in your life. You'll find that your anxieties and the things that are troubling you will begin to fade. Joy is found in his presence. When we begin to recognize that he is all around us, when we begin to recognize that he's right there with us. Fourth place, final place that we're going to talk about where you find joy. And that is that joy is found where God is moving. It's found where God is moving. Listen to what Luke writes in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 4. But the believers who were scattered, now pause here just a minute. The reason they were scattered is because great persecution had set out. Great persecution had broken out everywhere, so the church scattered. That's the backdrop of this, okay? The persecution. It says, but the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria and told the people there about the Messiah. Crowds listened intently to Philip because they were eager to hear his message and see the miraculous signs that he did. So it was causing quite a stir. Many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims, and many who had been paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Philip goes to Samaria and preaches the gospel, and when he did that, all heaven broke out, literally. Many evil spirits were cast out, Many who were paralyzed were no longer paralyzed. Many who were lame were healed and were now freely walking around. And the result, when everybody saw that, the result of the city is that the great joy filled the city. So if you want to find joy this Christmas season, look where God is moving. Look where God's people are because that's where God is moving. You know, when we had our community-wide Thanksgiving dinner here uh, church just a, a, a few weeks ago, there was so much joy in this place because God was here and God was moving. 
everybody, all our servers, everybody, there was so much joy in the place. So I would encourage you, if you want to experience joy this Christmas season, get up from the couch, go out and open your eyes and see what God is doing. God is working all around each one of us in big ways, in small ways. And sometimes we miss it because we're not always looking for it. We're looking for everything that's wrong. We're looking for everything that's not happening. We're looking for that. But if we'll open our eyes, he is always working all around us. Sometimes we just miss it because we're not looking for it or we're not putting ourselves in the place where we can see it happening. Let me tell you something. You're not going to experience joy sitting on the couch binging on Netflix. Just, it's not going to happen. You may laugh some, but real joy isn't going to come from that. See, joy is one of the earmarks of the, Christian, of, of the Christmas season and of the Christian life. It's expressed in the lights, the decorations, the parties, the caroling, the, the gift giving, the candlelight services. Those are all expressions of joy, but the reason for the joy is that God came to earth in Jesus so that we could be redeemed and our sins forgiven. That's what Christmas is all about. That's what it's about. So if you're looking for joy, you'll find it in Jesus. Invite him into your situation. Invite him into your life. Open your Bible, get into his word, and get it in you. Get quiet before him and learn what it is to just sit in his presence. He inhabits the praises of his people. He dwells in the praises of his people. I don't know of any quicker way to get into God's presence than to begin to worship. Because it's like it calls the presence. Now, God is always with us all the time anyway. So it's not like all of a sudden he shows up where he wasn't. But all of a sudden, the atmosphere becomes saturated with the awareness of who he is and the awareness of his presence. Surround yourself with God's people because that's where God is moving. Now I want to invite you to stand as we get ready to close. Stand with me. and We're going to recite the Lord's Prayer together. Let's pray this together and then invite you to let's think about what, what it is that we're praying. Sometimes we can get so familiar with the words that they're just rote and we can rattle them off while we're thinking about what we're going to have for lunch or something else. Let's pray this prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now, receive the benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Go out and have a great day.